You're listening to episode 31, part two of the Weddings for Real podcast. I'm your host, Megan Gillikin. Earlier this week, we had the owner of the Angus Barn and service industry icon, Van Yor, on the show, and she shared the incredible history of the barn and why the Angus Barn is so unique in terms of service. If you haven't already listened, definitely go back and check it out. On today's show, we're back in the Angus Barn wine cellar, this time with their senior events coordinator, Kelly Jocelyn. But first, if you're enjoying the show, please be sure to write us a review. Actually, you know what you could do? Hit the pause button right now on this show, write the review, and come back and listen to this episode. I'll still be here when you come back. Don't worry. Unless you're driving or something, then just wait till you get where you're going. But anyway, for all of those who have written, thank you so, so much. Those really help others find the show and they totally make my day. Also, we have three seminars coming up one on how to best use Instagram in the wedding industry, one on how to become a better wedding planner, and one on how to get started in podcasting. I'll share more information on them later in the show, but all the details are in the show notes. Okay, let's get to it. Hey there, I'm Megan Gilligan, wedding planner at a Southern Soiree, business coach, wife, mom of three girls, and host of the Weddings for Real podcast. I've been in the wedding industry for over 10 years, and I've seen some things. I've seen feuding parents, dead cats as groomsmen, cakes fall over, interns drinking on the job, and I've even kicked a bridesmaid out of a wedding just as she was about to walk down the aisle. On this podcast, I talk to fellow wedding vendors, and I get to hear some of their stories about this one-of-a-kind industry. On today's show, we have Weddings and Events Coordinator at the Angus Barn, Kelly Jocelyn. If you listen to this podcast to hear about some of the fun behind-the-scenes stories in the wedding industry, you picked a good one because Kelly has seen some things. She also talked about what it's like when you run two venues. Back in 2013, the Angus Barn took over ownership of Bay 7 in Durham, which is about 20 minutes away two completely different properties, and it was a learning curve for the team on how to meet the Angus Barn standards while running a new venue. For Kelly, I've known her since 2010, and she's been at the barn for 18 years now. What was your position when you started here? I was a waitress, okay. and I think I trained for six weeks. It was like a six-week training wow. period. And then, uh, so I waited tables, and then I started doing the banquet service, so working in that, and then eventually I moved into the wine cellar service, Mm -hmm. and then about a year into serving in the wine cellar, they asked me to do the coordination of the events for the wine cellar. And then the pavilion on Angus Barn property opened up in 2008, which you can hear all about in the earlier episode with Van Yore. That's by the lake there, and it's gorgeous. And that's where most of the weddings and events take place now. So I look at you kind of, just because I've known you the longest out of your Mm -hmm. team with the Angus Barn, I look at you as like the the head of weddings, but I know that's (laughs) not the only thing that you do. You do a lot of corporate events also. What's your official title now with the Angus Barn? My business card says event coordinator. Okay. <laughs> we need to fancy you up a little bit with that up. title. But I probably, I'm the senior coordinator yeah. here. Definitely just, I've been here the longest and I'm the oldest. <laughs> you mean the wisest. The wisest, that's right. The most knowledgeable. That's right. So the Angus Barn has two we're sitting here in the wine cellar, which is a location where you can hold an event. I know you also have the space in the restaurant mm-hmm. as well. 
You have the pavilion down by the lake mm-hmm. that can hold how many people now? Uh, 400. 400? Well, we can seat 360. <laughs> right. You can do 400, 450 for a stand-up social. And then in what year did you all acquire ownership of Bay 7? Bay 7. That was in – I think it was 2013 mm-hmm. that we started that. And, um, and Bay 7 is in Durham. Durham. It's an industrial style space that can hold – it's 450, 400, 450. The spacing is almost the square footage. Yeah. It's about the same yeah. spaces. Interesting. Um, so when you're touring these spaces, let's start with the barn. I feel like the history and the iconic nature of the, the space. Brand, it yeah. kind of, yeah, the brand. It's, it, it must to some degree, people are coming here knowing that they either have attended an event here mm-hmm. or, you know, it's been on their list of places to look into. They've heard something about it. Right. So to some degree, it sells itself. But what are some of the things that you point out when you're touring the space that set you guys apart from other I, locations? I think the number one thing I think that sets us apart is our service. Uh, the Agreed. hospitality is just it's over the top. Every single person there that works there is loves their job. They really care about every guest. They care about what they're doing. And you just can't pay people to care. They just have to do it. And all of the staff there, they're amazing. I know I couldn't do my job as confidently as I can, knowing that they are all behind me 100% doing everything they can to make sure that this bride is super happy. Not only the bride, the mother of the bride, the aunt, grandma is <laughs> comfortable. Yeah, every single you're guest. right. I think that is a total strength of the Angus Barn. When I have clients that are looking at multiple venues and we start looking at what I think the draw is or the strengths or the wow of Mm -hmm. each venue for the Angus Barn, it's always number one. You're right. It's the service. And you're right. It goes from you to the banquet captain, to the service, to everyone that they're interacting with. Yeah. The dishwasher. I mean, every single person there, they're dancing along with the band in the back. There's some sort of secret sauce that you have. What is (laughs) the secret sauce to have that? I think it's Van and Steve. They're amazing bosses. They really are. They, um, just the energy and-, and they're in the trenches with you every step of the way. Wow. Every step of the way. So when you have leaders like that, you want to. It trickles do- down. It does. It absolutely trickles down. Yeah. So I'm sure you do a ton of tours mm-hmm. throughout the year for corporate events, for weddings, and many of them book, but some don't. I was thinking, I was curious if you could tell me. What's the weirdest reason you've heard for someone not booking? Um, you usually don't call us back when they're not booking, but yeah. sometimes we'll get feedback on it. But and besides the planes here, that's, oh yeah, there's that's the- only been a couple of times that has been an actual issue with yeah. someone. Um, but there was this Sarah, I think, toured them, and um, it was this mother and daughter, and they came, did the tour, they asked so many questions about the facility, when it was built, how it was built. They apparently had both been really ill with mold issues. So they were like going around sniffing everything oh <laughs> and making sure that, you know, they wouldn't get sick. And wow. That was, um, that was, a d- and they did not book. They didn't book. No. <laughs> oh, that is an interesting one. Yeah. That was the weirdest one. Like, I remember Sarah coming back and talking about that. I'm like, have you ever had anyone this is this could be off the record if you want to take it out but do you ever have anyone that 
like comes here wanting a totally different style. Like they want more glam and chic and that's not the barn. Like the yeah. barn is rustic, <laughs> approachable, like elegance still. But do you ever feel like someone's trying to fit around peg into a square hole or vice versa? Yeah, there's always is. some of those. And, and you know, sometimes we'll like, I think you Base heaven would be a much better fit for this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think you'll really like that. Most of our – when we do a tour, or they have it in their mind which space they're looking at. Right. They have that already set in their mind. They're like, no, we're coming to the Angus Barn. I came to prom here. I'm oh, coming yeah. to the pavilion. Um, or they've never heard of the Angus Barn and they just found <laughs> Base heaven <What>? online somewhere. <laughs> I don't know how you can be considering having your wedding in the triangle and not have heard of the yeah. Angus Barn, but I guess that happens maybe. Yeah. You know, that's the uniqueness or the benefit of having these two different spaces is that you can. Like yeah. you could tour someone and be like, you know what? I think you might be a I better fit. You, for yeah. Because I describe Bay 7 as more industrial chic. Yeah. Urban chic. Urban chic. Like I that. like it. <laughs> and then I describe the pavilion as the um, rustic elegance. Rust, rustic elegance. Yeah. yeah. I, I agree with that for sure. So when you guys took over Bay 7 in 2013, how did that change – your role and your position, how do you find yourself in two places oh, at once? It just, I mean, my role is exactly the same. I'm just doing more of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and our team grew, of course, with yeah. um, that acquisition. Um, but just doing more, that traveling back and forth. And we've learned along the way of like, oh, well, you know what? Let me just schedule Bay 7 tours on Tuesday. Yes. I'm not going to run back and forth. Yeah. And you do the tours at the pavilion. I'll do the Bay 7 I'm heading over there. Do you guys want me to, to meet with you, anybody? Yeah, <laughs> you know, that makes sense. We try to like, let's just not do this back and forth. We learned that the hard way, I think, at first. <laughs> like back and forth <laughs> on the road all day. Was that a learning curve for the entire staff as well? Oh, definitely. Because you guys have spent years like here, you're here. Yeah. The food is prepared here. Yeah, it's served here. here. This is the mothership. <laughs> now you have this satellite ship yeah, in Durham. So were there any things that came up where you're like, oh, man, we forgot the rolls. Like <laughs> milk. Who will bring – we don't use milk. Like, you know? Oh, yeah. Things like that. <laughs> we, we became caterers. and Right. We're a restaurant. So the tie to the restaurant where we could always just run up the hill, run up the hill. So we really had to train ourselves. Wow. That's – A different mindset, you know, like – and we never say no to anyone. No. So someone at Bay 7 says, can I have a glass of milk? Um, what did you do? I think we went to Tyler's. <laughs> Excuse me. Hello. We're your it's new neighbors. <laughs> I don't know. So it was, you know, just, you know, training. Like, oh, you just always expect the unexpected because these are still our guests and they still have to feel like they're at the Angus Barn. So yeah. uh, expectations were always going to meet or exceed those. So we have to make sure that we're prepared for those surprises along the way. So we went to Disney World oh, and then we did a Disney cruise. fun. It was, it was a lot with three children. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I envisioned like vacation and relaxing. No. I don't know what I was thinking. But as I was getting ready for this podcast and doing some research on the barn and like knowing my experience with weddings that I've done here with you all and corporate events too, the service standards, I saw a lot of overlap with the standards that the Angus barn holds themselves to. Like you said, mm -hmm. we never say no. Um, it's the exceeding client expectations and the service level at 
Disney. Oh, yeah. I've never been to Disney. Really? You should go. You would feel right at home. <laughs> so we have a saying here, um, the Ritz Carlton. So we have this, it's called the Ritz Carlton goodbye. Uh-huh. So every staff member say, says goodbye to every guest. Yeah. And thank you. I think it's probably similar like Yeah, the service Disney. standards mm-hmm. and, you know, just the small touches that you don't you may not even be conscious of, but just that level of service and feeling at home. And mm-hmm. I think for them, like, instead of saying goodbye, they say, see you real soon because they want you to come back <laughs> right, and right. spend more money with them, <laughs> which I'm sure I'll be doing. But yeah, I, I found that I got out of Disney World and we had we had been on this cruise and everyone was super friendly, like over the top friendly. Yeah. Just and they agree. I I feel like they love their job too. It's that they environment. That. <laughs> yeah. And we got off the ship and we met my husband's family for lunch. And we walk into the restaurant and the lady there, no greeting of like, hello, welcome. It was how many people? <laughs> and I was like, welcome back to the real yes, world. Yes. Oh, I'm not important anymore. <laughs> yeah. I'm just a person. Yeah. I'm a body here. That's, that's funny. Um, do you have any crazy wedding stories that you're willing to share from your time in, you know, working as oh, an event coordinator? Definitely. Definitely. Tell some. me some. <laughs> so do you remember back 2000, we've, when we first opened, we had swans. Do you remember the oh, swans? I do remember the swans. They were so pretty. <laughs> Wasn't that like a van, uh, something to rescue? Yes, yes, probably. Because I remember coming down here one time and she was like taking me over to the lake and being like, and this one's name is blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, okay, pet swans. Swans, no, they're (laughs) evil. They are so evil. Really? Yes. Oh my gosh. They were fine at first, Mm -hmm. like the first couple of years. How many were there? I think there's two sets. Okay. Like one died and we got another one. Okay. And then somebody got... I don't know. Oh, no. <laughs> I think there were two sets altogether. Okay. They'd get more and more aggressive and very territorial. Uh-huh. And so I'd be out on tours down at the lake, <laughs> and the swan just, his wingspan is like 12 feet. Oh, my God. And he would just start, I'm like, oh, I could handle him, get, shoot him away. Yeah. You know? But he would just get more and more aggressive. <laughs> and then one day we're having a wedding. <laughs> and I don't think I've heard this story before. <laughs> and, um, Wedding, so it was cocktail hour, and all the guests were inside. I think it was March or something, so it was a little chillier. And the bride and bridal party were outside on the lawn doing <laughs> photos. And and then I hear this commotion, and everyone's at the wall on the lakeside. Uh-huh. They got their cameras out, and I look out there, and the bride has her dress hiked up, running across the lawn with this big black swan chasing her. <laughs> pictured that in my mind and it's amazing it is like just the white dress the black swan it was just and it was a black swan too it was was photographers running i hope that the photographer got a picture of it i I didn't mention it to anyone anyway we don't want to bring this up no 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 oh man the swan so what happened did you decide do we need to rehome the swans and they were just we just didn't want a, an issue with a child or something because yeah. you know, they're bigger than kids. Yeah. They're and big. you're serving steak. They're yeah. probably like, this sounds delicious. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Were people feeding the swans? They, I think they were. We used to have some ducks they would uh-huh. feed. So the ducks got very tame. So this flower girl is walking down the aisle dropping petals mm-hmm. and the duck is following her looking for food. Thinking it's bread. It was so cute. Oh, I think my the photographer gosh. got shots of that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you still have ducks? No, we got rid of the ducks too. <laughs> We try to keep the geese come back all the time. We have to get rid of them. There yeah. are beavers. 
beavers. Oh my gosh. English barn beavers. Yes, they were beavers. Just put them on the menu. And they chopped down that the that's trees. Allowed. So we had to get rid of the beavers. <laughs> they chopped down the or they Yeah, were... they t- took down the trees oh, by no. the terrace by the ceremony site. Wow. Let's take a quick break. Coming up, more fun stories from Kelly, including an aunt who was not invited to the wedding. But first, a quick reminder about our three seminars on October 22nd at the Umstead in Cary. At 9.30, I'll be with my husband, Jason, for a brunch and learn on Instagram, millennials, and how to market your wedding business. Then at one o'clock, I'll be with the amazing, still so lucky to have her on my team, Gina Johnston, for planning for success. A seminar geared towards newer wedding planners on tips for elevating your wedding planning business. And finally, at 5.30, Jason will be with fellow podcast producer Javier Leva from Pretend Radio for a How to Start a Branded Podcast. For all of those, you can use coupon code WFR25. Actually, you know what? Let's do a $40 off coupon. For any of those seminars, you can use the coupon code ANGUS40, A-N-G-U-S 40, to receive $40 off your ticket. I can't believe they're all coming up so soon, and we're so excited to see you there. Okay, back to Kelly. Any other crazy stories you want to share? Uh, let's see. Mm, there was, oh, there was a crazy aunt. Oh, so when I started with this bride and her mom, they're so sweet, so nice. And they're like, yeah, just so you know, we have this aunt and she's not invited to the wedding and she's crazy. So oh, no. just so you know, and they kept bringing her up, you know, in meetings and stuff about this crazy aunt. And how she's been writing to all the family, complaining about the wedding. Oh, gosh. And then like two days before the wedding, I get a phone call and it's this woman saying she's the mother of the bride. I'm like, Mm -hmm. this doesn't sound like Pam or (laughs) She's like, yeah, I need to cancel the wedding. What? I'm like, we're not canceling the wedding. It's two days. It's all. I'm like, this isn't her. I'm like, you can't. This Only the person so who signed the contract can cancel it. And she got out in a huff and hung up on me. And I called the mom. And she's like, oh, her, she's been going around canceling it. She canceled our hotel rooms. Legit crazy. Yeah, legit crazy. Wow. So we had to get, I think we hired a uh, police off-duty police officer. Man. To See, make I, sure she didn't come to the wedding. Do you feel like in now the years of you doing this that you have seen – just about every family dynamic possible. Oh, and they're my that's my favorite part. Me too. <laughs> it's my favorite part. <laughs> Me too. We've seen some crazy stuff. Yeah, there. and I I will say I meet with a client and we're talking through the consult and what to expect and what's important, what's not important. Mm-hmm. And I normally now will say, are there any special family dynamics that you would like for me to be aware of right. as we get into the planning? Always something. And they often think that I will have not experienced this before and I haven't yet. Now, if I had a crazy aunt trying to cancel the (laughs) wedding, posing as the mom, I haven't seen that. I have had crazy aunts do other things that they get too drunk and they're coming over to the bar or they're coming to me being like, the bartender has cut me off. I need another screwdriver. This is my drink. I just, I'm not drunk. And I just go get them orange juice. Yeah. I, I say, like, here you go. Here's another screwdriver. And they're so That's happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I know we we can talk about this. So we did a wedding together back in 2012 where a baker that we both love, mm-hmm. that we work with regularly, 
her husband was in a car accident on the way, like delivering cake. Someone rear-ended them, I believe. Yeah. And the cake was basically destroyed. <laughs> I mean, I would call it destroyed. Yeah, it was destroyed. It, <laughs> it was, was destroyed. Up. <laughs> and we had to scramble to try to figure out, you know, what we were going to do. And so that was something crazy that yeah, happened. Yeah, that was a crazy cake story. Well, with that, so we found another baker that mm-hmm. could make the cake Amazingly. replica. They did a great job. I think they had four hours to make a it was a 200 person wedding. So it this was, was a. Was it four or five tiers? It was, I think it was a five tier cake. I think it was too. And the bride, when she had originally filled out the inquiry form online, and we have a line that says any special details or things that you want us to know, what she wrote in there was, I know I want a funfetti cake for my wedding. <laughs> and so I couldn't just call up any bakery and be right. like, can you remake a cake? It had to be funfetti. 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 <laughs> Fantastic. So we found another bakery to make the cake. It was delivered. And then the interesting part was that I guess the bride decided that she would prefer to have the original cake that had been in a car accident displayed Display. instead of the new replica cake. It had blue icing on it. It did. I think it was a boy's first birthday <laughs> yes. party. Like some fondant was on there from the car accident. The corner of it was missing. Because the the baker that we love had – I think she had whipped up like some cupcakes. Cupcakes. She brought cupcakes and the original cake. And the bride was there getting ready and I believe she requested that the original cake be left and displayed. And it broke my little wedding planner heart because I felt like I had put all this effort <laughs> into getting this fixing it. to fix the problem. <laughs> and then we displayed this beat up cake with blue fondant on there. We had to explain to everyone. No, no, it, this we know, is we, we know. Know. we're aware because guests were coming up, being like, "What happened? Did you see this cake?" One of the guys on your team too, yeah, I think, he was flipping out. He was so upset about the cake. <laughs> Kelly, did you see the cake? Oh my god! Yeah, but I guess that goes back to the client's wishes, and mm-hmm. she very clearly knew what she wanted. And your goal and my goal were to make her happy, make so her happy. that's what we did. We I think we had a ton of cake that night. I think I took home like a tier of cake that would have served 40 people (laughs) to my husband. There's always extra cake. I actually think that's why I'm more into pies these days because I've just had so much cake. I used to love cake. Yeah. Now I never want another cake. Yeah. I'm kind of the same way because I don't really turn down sweets. Um, (laughs) But now like cake, I could pass on cake. No offense to all of the lovely bakeries that we work with. Lovely, lovely. And I can appreciate the art. And everything that goes into it, love the photos, but give me some ice cream or some pie or some cookies. That's that's where I'm at right now. I'll only eat the cake if someone in the kitchen staff said, Kelly, this is really good cake. (laughs) Like, all right. (laughs) Okay, so I have another question for you. Um, With Bay 7, it is in this. It's not a strip. What do you it's call Amer- it? It's the American, American Tobacco, Tobacco Campus. campus. Yeah, and there's historic. restaurants. Mm-hmm. There's shops. It's right across from the Durham Bulls. Ballpark. The D-pack. ballpark. Deepak is right yeah, there. Everybody walking and, around. And I know having worked um, weddings there, that you've got beautiful big glass windows mm-hmm. there. Um, wedding crashers. Is that a thing? Like- <laughs> it is a thing. And, but you know, wedding crashers 
are really easy to they're spot. so easy to spot like, you just came from the ballpark you have a cap on, <laughs> flip-flops and shorts you're not a guest and i haven't no, seen you all night no <laughs> so yeah they're really easy to spot they'll try to come in and we just give them a look and most of them just turn right around you're right but some of them will just beeline it to the bar uh-huh. and we make eye contact with the bartender and they and know they know they're not like yeah and I feel like it's gotten – security's gotten even better over oh, there. Yeah. Um, they have really good security over But there. I want to say when I was doing weddings at Bay 7 before Angus Barn mm-hmm. took it over, that was a common thing too where people would come inside and I would have to go over yeah. and be like, hi. Our brides for tours, they'll always ask about that. And, like, and I'll, I'll explain, like, you can spot them. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it is like it, – it's almost like a, a fishbowl of sorts. It is. Yeah, um, definitely a fishbowl. Yeah. You see the nose print and the forehead print. <laughs> on all the windows, every window. <laughs> hey, it's probably a great business for you because you're like, people see it and they think, oh, I didn't know I yeah. could have a wedding here. And They always stop and watch the weddings. Yeah. You'll see them when we do a ceremony, like on the steps, there'll be a crowd at the windows as yeah. well. <laughs> okay. So at the end of all of my podcasts, I know you're a listener, so mm-hmm. thank you. Um, I like to ask, this is probably one of my most favorite parts, just the it's fun questions <laughs> that I feel like I get to know people in a way that I wouldn't normally when I'm never going to ask you these questions when we're doing a wedding together. together. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So here's some fun questions. This one's probably one I ask every single time, one of my favorites. Uh, What's your most used emoji? I'm not very tech savvy. At all. Don't, don't tell me you're still doing the little colon no, in the parentheses. I did get a smartphone. <laughs> <laughs> but I think happy face is really lame. <laughs> I'm like, what does this mean when it pops up? The auto pop up? Oh my god. emojis. I need to make you your own bitmoji, I'm Kelly. terrible. And show you gifts. Do you know how to use those? My kids showed me. <laughs> Very nice. I'm like, what's a GIF? <laughs> <laughs> Big eye roll. <laughs> That's probably their favorite emoji. Yeah. Let's see. What's the most embarrassing fashion trend you used to rock? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, when I was a teenager, I was totally into, I think it's called emu. emo. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Emo. You but were it wasn't emo? That, it wasn't oh. that then. It was a little more. But like more like goth, pinky. dark. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I would do the. The ripped up tights. Yes. With the holes in them. Yes. <laughs> Did you have a choker? No, I didn't have a choker. That wasn't <laughs> back then. But striped tights and ripped up tights. Nice. Big, big time. Hard, hardcore. <laughs> okay. I love this one too. If you had to eat one meal every day for the rest of your life, what would it be? I love this question too. I've thought about it. So my favorite, favorite thing in the world is rye toast uh-huh. with an avocado, oh. over easy egg, and sriracha. That is delicious. It's delicious. I, I eat it every day. I just got into the toast and avocado. I like to drizzle olive oil over Ooh, mine, but the egg good. is good too. And the egg and the sriracha is so good. Um, what's your What's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Let it go. <laughs> just let it go. Let it go. Let it go. I need to take that advice yeah. a little bit more. Yeah. That's a good one. You're a podcast listener. Mm-hmm. Share with everyone one of your favorite podcasts that you listen to, other than Weddings for Real, of course. Weddings for Real is my number one. <laughs> it's at the top of my list. But my other very favorite one is Sword and Scale. It's a true crime podcast. Sword and Scale? Mm-hmm. I'll have to check that one out. It'll be kind of dark sometimes. Okay. So no listening with kids <laughs> no in the car. No kid. Definitely no. Um, they scare me. <laughs> no. Yeah. I'm not really – never mind. I'm not going to check that out. But for those that are into yeah, the true, true crime, crime yeah. um, coffee or tea? Coffee. How do you like your coffee? Black. Like if, black. Just 
I can't have anything Man, in it. I wish I could be that grown up. I want to be that grown up. So I never go to Starbucks. I'm like, because you're like, why, why would, would I, I spend? There? <laughs> <laughs> I can just get a cup of black coffee. Anywhere. <laughs> Man, one day I'll be able to drink black coffee. <laughs> Are you an introvert or an extrovert? I would say I'm an introvert. Really? Definitely. Yeah. You're you a, on a show. I was going to say you're an extroverted introvert. I'm, I'm a good actress. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of have to be, to yeah, be honestly, in this stage. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Last question. Are you a morning person or a night person? I'm a morning person. I yeah. used to be a night, but with children, definitely yeah. morning now. Yeah. My husband's very early morning, so. My husband is too. He wakes up at like five in the morning mm-hmm. and starts his day and yeah, I struggle with some. Even on weekends, he pops up yep. out of bed. Same thing. He'll come back to bed, Yeah, but he'll pop up at his wake up time. Wow. Huh. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I feel to like do I've this known you fun. for years, but I haven't I really known known you. So yeah. it's been really cool to hear your story and more about the barn and Bay Seven, and it's and been great. We all love working with you, Michael. Oh, we thank really you. do. We're like, yes, we got oh, so much. Please, I sometimes I think, oh gosh, the after this one, they're not going to have me back again. <laughs> 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 we just need to need to drop off some wine out. and cookies and say thank you for everything, the good and the bad. But thank you. You yeah. guys are fabulous. One of my favorite venues. If I could work here every weekend, I would. You guys we would have do it right. Every weekend. Thank you. We walk into a wedding. You're there. You got the great DJ. You oh. everything. You're like, yes. Yes. Done. It's that dream team. It is great when you have a really good group of vendors yeah. together. Well, thank you again. This Thanks. was fun. Thanks so much for coming on the show, Kelly. It was so fun to hear your stories. And thank you for listening this week to both this episode and the Van Your one from earlier this week. I felt so lucky to go into the wine cellar and talk with both Van and Kelly all about the history and the level of service that the Angus Barn offers. It was truly inspiring and definitely a professional bucket list item for me. If this is your first time listening and you wanna hear more episodes, be sure to subscribe and join us on social media. We're at Weddings For Real on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you really liked this, like five out of five stars worth, Emma, what should they do? Leave us a review. It really helps. Weddings For Real is edited and produced by the guy who always makes a beeline for the bar when he crashes weddings, Jason Gillikin. If you want to get into podcasting, be sure to attend his seminar on October 22nd or send him an email to jason at weddingsforreal.com. Next week, we have fellow wedding planner Erin McCauley from Chestnut and Vine on to talk about figuring out her niche and why she chose Day of Coordination. Until then, I'm Megan Gilligan and we'll see you next time on Weddings for Real. Weddings for Real.